Welcome to Tuesday, um, February, first one of February. Um, our February, as people have been calling it, um, edition of the Wicked Wire. Um, we have maybe we should have had Cameron on again because we're gonna hit the Nuggets first. But um, if our, yeah, if our boy Jokic continues to put a tear, we'll definitely have him back. But me and Aro today um, talking about a couple of big games three big games that we saw this week, but we're going to start with the Nuggets jazz game on Sunday, which um, Utah was looking for their 12th straight win. I think it would have been their 12th straight cover too for gambling. People will hit that at the end. Like we always do. Um, so Jokic comes out and he's like, fuck you, Utah. He goes, he has 22 in the first quarter. Um, basically unstoppable. There's, there's a tweet that I saw um, from, Matt, uh, I think Matt Moore for uh, Action Network. Um, he has a he has an account called HP Basketball Hardword Hardword Paroxysm or something. I don't even know how to say it, but uh, yeah, he so he, he kind of said that like the Jokic versus Gobert matchup. Um, it's kind of either it either it goes one or two ways, right? Where Jokic will just either come out and destroy him, or Gobert will like manage it well and like kind of play him equally, and the Jazz will like scrape out a win but this one was definitely the former um Jokic came out and was scoring well he had 33 in the first half he finished with uh 47 11 5 which tied his career high but the story of this game didn't really even have to do with Jokic it was just the Nuggets coming out and shooting 15 for 17 in the first half from three which is I I mean I don't I don't think I have to even describe how ridiculous that is but yeah that's levels like that. That would be like a really good, like free throw shooting, like percentage for a career. Like that, that is, oh, yeah. that is ridiculous. Um, and to do it with that kind of accuracy, I guess that, that means that um, the jazz can kind of just say like, Oh, like, if they're going to shoot like that, like we're never going to win, which is true. I mean, and we've talked about this before with this, this happens, um, this happens a ton. Um, it used to happen with the Rockets a lot where they would just come out and hit like 25 threes in the game. It's just really hard to win when the other team's doing that. Um, and that, yeah, of course, of course they slowed down a little bit and it looked like sort of towards the end of the jazz were going to come back, but, um, they didn't end up doing it. Um, based on the good shooting performance from the Nuggets. Jamal Murray was actually pretty quiet in this one. He's been dealing with some injuries, it seems like. But, um, yeah, the – I mean, the takeaway from this is mostly the Jokic thing. I think that he's just able to beat up on Gobert um, when he when he wants to. But um, when they're shooting like that, they're going to be hard to stop. Um, but I, I don't think it's – I don't think you could even, like – it's kind of – still feels like a bit of a moral victory for the jazz if you're just saying like oh like yeah we only we didn't we didn't get like completely blown out and they shot that well they were they were still able to score um right. I think, yeah i think like mitchell and gobert had like 30 points combined or something and they only lost like they like not even they have 25 points combined yeah they still put up like 117 points in the game so i i I don't like that's that's good scoring from them it's not like it's not like denver's some is some like defensive monster of a team but right yeah i mean yeah i I, I hope we can see this matchup in the playoffs because it's it's always really fun between yeah i mean it's just entertaining And, and i think yeah i mean it is i think promising for utah to to not, yeah, get blown out by as much as you would expect when you're shooting 15 to 17 from three in the first half. Um, on, yeah, I mean, bad games for pretty much everybody down the line except for Bogdanovich. Um, yeah. I mean, Conley was quiet, um, and he's been having an amazing season, mm-hmm. um, a resurgent season after maybe disappointing a little bit last year. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is, like, on the hunt for six man of the year, and he was really quiet. Uh, four of 13. So, yeah, I mean, if you take all that into account, I think uh, Utah probably comes out of the game and is, is feeling okay. Um, but again, like, I mean, if Jokic is going to do this to Gobert consistently, then that becomes a really, really big problem because that, like, will hurt you in the playoffs. Um, 
yeah, Vanderbilt might not be shooting this well, but you're like, if you were probably going to struggle to score a little bit more in the playoffs than now as well. So I, I don't know. It's not a good, good look for Gobert, who uh, is probably one of the few guys in, in the West that you think would match up against Jokic somewhat yeah. well. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a tough combination of like, Jokic doesn't quite have the speed, but I guess Jokic is just so crafty that he's able to neutralize a lot of what Gobert likes to do with his shot blocking. And I'm sure that a lot of his shot blocking kind of has to do with timing. And Jokic is probably like the most like awkward timing player. In yeah, the NBA. awkward. Awkward is in like <laughs> he can use a lot of different timings to beat you. Right, and he doesn't need to like get set to shoot. It almost yeah, seems like, he so kind of like, just like throw it up yeah slow or very fast and there's kind of no telling which way he's gonna go so yeah so i, I don't know it, it is an it's a tough matchup but i mean gobert's just gotta be gotta be a little bit better there um quiet him down yeah otherwise that could be a very tough series to win because last year i feel like it was more so jamal murray in that opening round series that, that really swayed the tide um if we're not expecting something like that to come out of murray again in the playoffs this year um, Utah should be the favorite to win that series as long as they can handle Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I think Mitchell has taken a step up, um, I think, since the bubble. I think that's fair to say. And and Conley, after having probably the worst, one of the worst years of his career, like if you're just talking like career, like when he was actually good up until like now, which yeah. – like last year was really rough for him and he's, he's gotten back. He was the leader in plus minus by a mile for like a long time. I don't know if that's still true. It's, it could be Jokic now, but um, I, I, I think that, um, yeah, they, they, they should be favored. Um, Utah also, you know, we, we've yet to see them against the Lakers. I think once we do, that will, that will be very interesting. They haven't played the Clippers yet or are they ha- or have they, I could be wrong about that. Um, but the Clippers are actually a team that I think they do match up with pretty well, but, um, yeah, they, they played them once, uh, in early January. So about a month ago. Okay. Um, and they won that game too, 106 to hundred. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we've been really high in this Utah team since the start of this year. Um, they're, they're fun to watch. Obviously we've beaten that point to death, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the battles between these two teams, if it becomes a rivalry, um, it's going to be really fun because that's that's something that we're that we're lacking in the NBA. And you talked about this a little bit with your your uh, Lakers Boston um, uh, little write up that you did for the, the, <laughs> the game on Saturday, which we'll get to in a second. But um, yeah, this is this is kind of a problem that the league has been facing um, for a little while now. Um, and it, the, the lack of true rivalries, like, especially like last year, if you're thinking like, what's the rivalry here? Like you didn't really have one. And, and since like, I think like Warriors Rockets was probably like the, the marquee one for a little bit. Warriors Cavs, obviously. Even that was like a two year thing. The Rockets. Yeah, Warriors even that's was, like, like, like not even with, within your division. And it's nice to see the two teams in the same division being able to go at each other like this. Um, and, and this was a huge game for a lot of reasons, but um, it's Utah's win streak on the line, Denver needing the win. But these division games really matter, um, especially in a shortened schedule like this year. Um, the tie, I think the like a lot of tiebreakers on are involved in who wins the division. So if these two teams end up winning the having the same record, they they play each other three times. So um, whoever wins two or those three is going to have a tiebreaker. Um, so early early division games like this always matter um and it was it's encouraging to see if you're if you're a nuggets fan to see that your team come out on top um and and this is this is just Jokic's mvp um case okay. just, just starting to really roll here um it was it seemed like Embiid was in pole position there for a while but i think it's safe to say that that Jokic Jokic has taken over which is good pat on the back for us it's not like we called this a month ago or anything or um but <laughs> We did we did predict this, um, and yeah, he he's advanced stats. He's obviously been great in that those categories his whole career. He's, he he's the leader in VORP right now. He's the leader in box plus minus win win shares as well, which are all three three of the most popular um, 
advanced stats that people like to use. Vorp is probably the least um, used out of those three, I'd say. But but yeah. still, the fact I that mean, he's getting all three um, says says a lot. And he's he's able to create offense official uh, offense efficiently for that team, um, like we know he's capable of. And yeah, if Denver's, you know, we, we talked about this with Cameron. They've got they've got a few more losses than other teams, but um, if they can start to roll here, the the standings are not very. Um, it's so tight. Yeah, it's it's tight as it always is, and if you these these games matter a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you make a little run, I mean, like we saw Utah made that run, and now they are top three in the West. Uh, you know, kind of more comfortably. But even then, I mean, if Denver makes a, a run similar to what we saw Utah do in the last month, uh, they're right up there, you know. And, and if Denver is a top four, three seed, uh, it, it's hard to deny Jokic the MVP, I think, um, it just because, like like you said, I mean, he, he is just the leader for most of these stats that you look, uh, look through. And, I mean, even his uh, basic box score stats – kind of stand out right I mean he's going to be flirting with a triple double here this year um, which is a big man to to have that number of assists and potentially lead the league in assists um, I, I think it still hasn't been done since Wilt in like the late 60s whatever it was like 67 or something um, so like it yeah that would make waves that's the narrative if you want to like get votes that way that is how you do it um, so I, I think he's got the best case. Um, I saw an ESPN article this week that said LeBron is, is the clear-cut leader in the MVP race, which I um, wasn't really sure about. Uh, don't know what they were looking at, but uh, yeah, I think it's Embiid and Jokic right now. Uh, KD's got a little bit of a case as well, um, but uh, I just don't know if this Brooklyn team like if that Brooklyn team doesn't get the one seed in the east I don't know if KD can get MVP just because he probably won't get the recognition playing beside two other Hall of yeah. Fame players yeah that's a good point that's that's all I mean that's been that's been the Steph the Steph KD argument for Golden State too and yep. um I think that I think what you said about them being a top three seed I think the top three is usually like a baseline as long as you're a top three seed and you're having like if, if you're the clearly like statistical like you've had a lot of clutch moments and big games that's that's usually a good baseline for winning the MVP and the only outlier to that that we've really seen is Westbrook with triple double season um so yeah but, but he had big moments that's the thing he had some big moments that season as well, yeah he so. did he, he had a time the the game winner versus Denver and all yeah. that stuff so um, and the narrative, the narrative for him was like huge that year too. Yeah. Like losing okay. KD and being on the on the war path and all of that. Um, yeah. And I, I guess, yeah, the, the wilt, the wilt thing, narrative wise, is kind of what you're going for for Jokic, because um, he doesn't really, he's not really someone who's like, you know, like I'm out for blood. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it, with for him, it's kind of a different equation. But um, yeah, yeah, I feel I feel good about our prediction right now. So. Um, moving on to some of these, these two Lakers games we saw this week. Um, I think the theme that we're starting to see, um, and maybe, and maybe people listening have started to see this too, that we're kind of starting to measure teams as like how they're playing against the Lakers, because we kind of regard the Lakers as this good defensive team, good offensive team that kind of can give you a lot of looks. They can play power when they have Trez and, um, you know, LeBron, AD, that front court going, or they can play finesse and they've got, um, they've got Gasol out there and a couple of their other guys like Kuzma. They can kind of do it all. Yeah. Schroeder, they can throw a lot of looks at you. So I think it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty useful to, to sort of analyze teams as how they play against the Lakers, who we also consider as the best team. So um, we saw the Sixers um, play them in Philly at the time this game was played. They were the two best teams by record in each conference. Um, and this, this actually, this game got like the highest ratings for any game this year. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I watched this whole, I watched pretty much this whole game, except for a little, I started a little bit late in the first quarter, but um, LeBron comes out. He's in, he's in full, full on attack mode. Um, despite the Sixers jumping out to a 16 point lead, um LeBron was kind of just like you can kind of tell now he he just and this this has been a thing the past couple of years where he'll, he'll just come out like just the like the pace is at which he's like dribbling like when he's when he's going full speed like 
in transition and like putting his head down, putting his shoulder down, then you kind of, you can kind of know like, Oh, he's not like coasting in this game. Yeah. Cause last, you saw like last night in Atlanta, LeBron was kind of coasting for a while. Um, and he, and he, they took over, he did what he did what they needed to do to get out of there with a win. But, um, this was not the case in this Philly game. He came, he came out hard. Um, he had 22 in the first half and beat had 16. Um, the Sixers came out hot in the third or the, the lead was cut to four at half. So the Lakers were up by four, but the Sixers come out hot in the third, did the lead back up to 12. Thanks to some shooting from Seth Curry and uh, Danny green. Um, but uh, the, the, the scary moment of this game was when LeBron shoved Embiid with both hands when Embiid was going up for a dunk, um, Embiid couldn't brace his fall at all. He lands on his back, which had been bothering him for the past couple of games. He had missed that looks scary. Game that recently. Scary. It looks really bad in the moment, like really bad. And I was like, oh, this could be like, you know, this could be like a couple months right here. And, um, but he got, he got up and he actually stayed in the game, which was, I was, the amount, just coming from, me, a Pelicans fan, just watching like Davis like hobble off with some like minor injury, um, and being like like seeing like the the Pelicans PR be like Davis is out for the rest of the game, like the amount of times I've like refreshed my phone and like seen that tweet, I can't even count. Um, so I was like, oh my god, he's going back. Like he didn't even he he didn't even like start walking towards the bench. Really, he was mm-hmm. kind of just like he was like I'm good, and then and I was like, okay, like even if he says he's good, the Philly staff is definitely gonna be like, no, you're not. Come sit over here, and it was just very yeah. just like, all right, he's staying in. So he stayed in. Um, on on the part of LeBron, a lot of people were arguing if it was like a dirty play or not. Um, I don't think it was. It, it was his first first uh, flagrant flagrant foul since 2014 for LeBron. Um, he did push him, but like, like it wasn't like, it was kind of just like a reaction thing. Like he wasn't like pushing him as to make him fall. It seems like. Yeah, I'm like, if you want to hurt a guy in that situation, like that's not what you do. Yeah. There's a lot of that's more like heinous stuff. I feel like he could have. Yeah. Like, I felt like, like Embiid was going to dunk on him. He didn't like that. Like, he was going to push back and, like – Yeah, Embiid was going to dunk happens on him. That That's true. Really, he was, really strong. Embiid was, like, jumping to the yeah. point, like, where he was peaking, like, to go up on him, which I'm yeah. not a good look for LeBron. So, I could see I could see the thinking there. Um, but, yeah, Embiid stays in, and that's probably what won the Sixers the game. Um LeBron and AD both missed a pair of free throws with like seven minutes left, but that was weird. Um, and the <laughs> Lakers were just kind of not able to score towards the end of this game. It's that Philly defense. Um, Simmons was good on defense. He's kind of the only one of the few guys who you would feel comfortable with like stopping LeBron at this point. Um, he's definitely not the frame. You could say, you could say him, Kawhi, maybe. Giannis, um, but even uh, – Yeah, I mean, even Giannis, I don't know. Yeah, even Giannis, <laughs> like, like, they just like, played last year, LeBron was kind of, yeah. like, toying with him a little bit. Um, yeah. And Kawhi, like, it was it was analyzed a lot. Um, some of those regu- – before the bubble, I'm talking, some of those regular regular season games where LeBron was sort of just, like, getting past him too. So, yeah. But Simmons, Simmons is a little quicker, I think, um, and, and bigger too, taller. So Yeah, Simmons has – yeah, just a little bit – more size it bothers lebron yeah that that is the yeah prototype to defend lebron so yeah Mm -hmm. so the yeah the the sixers kind of pull away um it looked like it was over and the lakers start hitting threes to cut it to four a little under two minutes um left and then they ended up hitting another one going on a 13-0 run to go up one it just looked like oh my god the sixers collapse everything's burning like like we've seen the past couple years where it's just like spare and then none other than our boy Tobias Harris, who myself, so myself who has <laughs> merciless, mercilessly roasted and hated on for like pretty much ever since they made the trade. I, I can't. I, I mean, I don't really recall like what my feelings were then. It was like I feel like it was ever since Butler left. And from that moment on, like he has just gotten clowns. Yeah, so, I, so I feel like. I feel like I really started like doing it like in the the series, the net series before the before the Kawhi shot series for them, where they. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of just like, "What is he doing?" When it looked like yeah. they, they went down one zero, and the, a lot of those games were close. I was kind of just like yeah. not really stepping up. Um, 
because he he would like he would have like all these wide open corner threes and miss all of them. But he had a pull up two in this game. They they ran the play for him. Um, like Embiid wasn't really. I think like Embiid might have been the screener or something. But like it wasn't like they were posting up Embiid like you yeah. had, I thought or like doing anything with Simmons. So um, it's just Tobias coming up and hitting the shot. The Lakers didn't have any timeouts after that. There was like two seconds left, and they just had to heave it. Um, so huge win for the Sixers. Um, to come in there and beat that beat that Lakers team that before this game was ten and zero on the road. So, what's what's your takeaway? Uh, my takeaway is that this Philly team is is pretty legit. Uh, it's it feels like they've showed up like in all the big games. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, this was their litmus test in a lot of ways. This is the team that you have to be able to beat to win an uh, win an NBA championship nowadays um, or a team like the Lakers. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it was just impressive to me the way they, yeah, like handled themselves. I think, especially towards the end of that game where they, they have fallen apart, you know, before and, you know, like Tobias hasn't always been there to be able to make that shot, um, you know, and that, I, I think it's a huge step up. I think it's a huge confidence boost. Uh, I thought Tybal had a, a good game there towards the end of the fourth two, if I remember right. Um, I don't know if that was. Yeah, they they, they bring him in for those like offense defense subs, but sometimes they like will keep him in. To... Yeah, and like he did okay offensively too. I think like yeah, I, if I like, remember right, like, yeah, he, had, like, like, like three and something. he can do some stuff. Um, yeah. Um, so like I I don't know. I mean I think the closing of games for Philly is probably where I would be like most concerned about them. Um, and they, they did it, you know, and, and they got, came out of there with, with a win against, yeah, yeah, arguably the best team in the league. And I, I, I think it's just a huge, more than anything, I think it's just a huge confidence boost for these guys going forward. Um, because yeah, now it's like, well, if we can beat the Lakers, like what team in the East can we not beat? You know? Well, I think an underrated part of this is if you're Philly and you end up, you end, you do end up getting the one seed, um, your round two opponent is not likely – it's not going to be the Bucks. It's probably going to be like – it could be the Nets, which is kind of what you want because we haven't seen those two play, but we talked about it before. And when they do end up playing, Embiid's probably going to have something close to a career high because we're going to have to double him every time. We'll see. Yeah, he has, he has struggled with the double in the past. We'll, we'll see how he does. But, um, yeah, I think that's – I think I saw something on, on either Twitter or Reddit that like was kind of breaking down like how he plays doubles now, especially because Boston loves bringing the double team against yes. him, and he's a lot more active with kind of passing out of the double and either reposting up and, and getting the ball in a better position where the double has to travel further, um, or finding the open guy. And, and now he has guys around him that can also make that shot. Yeah, yeah. When he's just skipping, when, in the past, when he's just like <laughs> skipping it out to Simmons, and Simmons right. like, I'm right back where I started. Like, <laughs> the, the guy's still sagging off me. Like, that gets yeah. nowhere. So, yeah, right. he's, he's able to skip it out to, you know, one of t- Harris, Danny Green, or uh, – Curry, that that's good. It's just so much better. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even, yeah. So yeah. Any of those guys. We're Tybal. Um. You know. So I I, I think that um. Yeah. If the Sixers were able to hold on to this one seed. It's still very early, obviously, and a lot 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 more could be. A lot of movement is probably yet to come. But um. Yeah, I think that I think that's huge for just them and like their psyche. Um. Um, and if somehow we're able, we're able to have fans, that's an insane home court advantage. Um, yeah, yeah. Like we've seen, um, even the, even them playing Boston is a good matchup, and and like they 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 match up pretty well. And it's not like they match up bad against the Bucks. I just think we're I just think like we're pretty high on the Bucks. I, 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 yeah, I, I think the Bucks might pose them the most most trouble, but like. I think that's also because that like Embiid might not be quite as effective against the Bucks, I think, than he will be against Boston. Yeah. Um, or the Nets. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, either way, like I, I, I think I feel a lot more comfortable about this team now. I think like when they started off hot, like it was kind of a, okay, like maybe they're just starting well, like Embiid's yeah. kind of going off right now. Like, okay, that's going to help. And like Embiid had to have a couple of massive, massive games for them to win games that, You'd maybe want them to win a little bit more comfortably. Yeah, like a couple of Wizards games there. Yeah, um, yeah, and like those are games that you don't really want to go down the wire, but uh, I, they figured it out now, I think. And 
they, they definitely have a much better surrounding yeah. for Embiid is the biggest thing. Like we mentioned all season, and, and it's coming through now, right? And I did not think that Tobias Harris would be the guy that, that comes out of nowhere and, and is as clutch as he has been this year. Because, like, this game was kind of the epitome of, of how clutch he has been. But he's had a couple other games where he's hitting yeah. from mid-range in late fourth-quarter situations, and it weren't game winners, but they, they help close out teams. So um, he's been really good. Yeah, um, I, th- I think we pretty much covered it on the Sixers, but um, they're I, I, I've spent I've spent the past couple of years being like too high on this team, and now it feels like I was too low. So yeah, uh, but I'm I'm happy to see this, them succeed because it's really easy to root for them. So um, all right, so you you watched this Lakers Boston game on Saturday? Um, yeah, I'm just gonna let you run through what you have on there, and I'll interject in. But. Yeah, um, this was a pretty like crazy back and forth game because Boston was leading, I believe, by double digits in the third quarter. Uh, before the Lakers made a massive run um, to go into the fourth, I believe, down by three or maybe one point, and so it, it got really tight in the fourth quarter. Uh, Tatum and, and Brown, I thought, outplayed LeBron and AD, which is not something that you hear very often from a duo. Uh, Tatum had 30 points. Brown had 28 points. I think they were both shooting well above 50% from the field as well. Uh, LeBron and AD, on the other hand, LeBron went 7 to 17. AD was 11 to 25. Um, especially in the fourth quarter, I felt like AD just wasn't that aggressive um, or as aggressive as you'd kind of need him to be, especially playing against Tice. Um, I, I think he did have one where he. Uh, faced up against Tice and managed like a mid-range pretty late in the fourth quarter. But otherwise, like he just didn't really attack the basket in the same way. And, and I think Boston was a lot more uh, like against Milwaukee. We saw Milwaukee kind of shading over the help really early. I think Boston was a little bit more disciplined about when they actually sent the help and they were able to kind of get out to the shooters a little bit better. Um, that just might be a systematic thing where Bud is okay with some of these Lakers shooters uh, taking threes from the corner. Um, Boston is a little bit more wary about that. Um, I think it helped them win this game. I think it was a really low-scoring game throughout. Well, the Lakers are the, – the shooters in question are a lot – like, they're a lot better at making those shots than they were right. last year. So, right. I, yeah, it's and, a good spot. Yeah, and you don't know when Kuzma is going to be hot and he's going to start, like, being, like, four or five or something. Yeah, like he's, like, the – he's the fucking ultimate. Like, he's never <laughs> – yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, flip a coin. Um, but I, I thought Harrell was awesome off the bench. Uh, he had 16 points, 8 of 10 shooting. Um, him at the dunker spot is like a cheat code when you have LeBron and like guys like even like Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see why Lou Williams loved playing with the guy. Uh, he His finishing around the rim, I thought in the bubble last year, kind of took a step backwards. Um, I, I think a lot of that just came down to he was dealing with a lot. Um, I believe his grandmother uh, passed away right before they went into the yeah. bubble. Um, he came into the bubble late. Uh, he, I'm sure, had a lot on his mind, and it wasn't obviously from a chemistry situation within the team. It wasn't the greatest um, this year. He has a lot to prove, and he's, I think, proving it all. Um, he's finishing around the rim. It's, it's just so huge because, like, he doesn't even need like a clear path to the basket to be able to finish. Um, he has like these weird off balance like it looks like kind of a hook shot but like it's like a floater almost like I, I don't even know how to describe it but he makes them go in um and, and so that's just huge for this team to have a guy at the dunker spot like him because I, I don't think Dwight or JaVale had the finishing around the rim that uh that Harold can bring in now yeah so I think that makes a big difference uh but the biggest story uh for this game ended up being Kemba uh, the Lakers win this game largely because of how bad Kemba ended up playing. Uh, despite Adam Brown uh, combining for 58 points, it felt like uh, Kemba at 1 of 12 from the field, uh, 0 for 5 from 3, he had 4 points on the night. Uh, he His shot wasn't falling, and this is something that we've seen uh, a lot from him now in big games. Uh, last year in the playoffs against the Heat, it felt like a problem. Uh, I thought it was just down to the Heat having pretty good perimeter defense. Uh, apparently, that's not the only, I guess, cause. Um, to be fair, I mean, like, yeah, you, the Lakers have guys like Caruso. KCP's a really solid defender as well. Um, but you need Kemba to be the third option, especially now that, like, Hayward is gone. 
they don't really have another third option outside of Kemba. Uh, Mark Smart got injured, I think it was early in the fourth quarter um, with like some sort of calf strain. Um, and so if Smart is also out for an extended period of time, which I think he's out for two or three weeks now, uh, like they need Kemba to step up in a big mm-hmm. way in some of these big games. Uh, and he just didn't. And uh, he ended up being the guy at the end of the game that uh, took the shot to try and win it. Uh, They're down by one uh, with about, I think, 10 seconds left, nine seconds left. They got the ball back. Uh, Brad Stevens didn't call a timeout, which I really, really disagreed with, um, especially like when you have Tatum and Brown having such good games. And Brad Stevens is one of the best ATO coaches, if mm-hmm. not the best after yeah. timeout play coach in the NBA. Uh, that's like he made a like his name on that. I feel like early on when he first came to Boston. Oh yeah, so the, the 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 <laughs> the cross court passes that they yeah. were all that stuff. Yeah, and so for him to say no, we're not going to take a timeout with nine seconds left, and I can draw something up. Um, and then, like they got the ball into the front court with I think like five seconds left, five six seconds left. That's still balling a time. Um, we saw Tatum get a game winner. Um, off, I think it was a timeout uh, play against Milwaukee, first game of the season. Um, so, like, yeah, he banked it in, but like, still, like, you'd well, rather look. You got the, you got a good look. Exactly, and like, you'd rather have Tatum taking that shot than I think Kemba when he's one for eleven at that point. Yeah, that yeah, it's like cold. Um, so, even either way, I think. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Either way, like Tatum is. And plus Tatum had hit a couple of shots earlier in the fourth quarter to get them back within the game because they're down by like five. Uh, Tatum like drives baseline a couple times, gets like a floater to go, gets a little mid-range to go. Like he he was doing it all for that team and for them not to go to him in that final play, like that just felt weird. Um, Kemba didn't even get a bad look, I thought. Uh, He got a decent look, but like he's just off, you know, and like you kind of tell that like he's going to make that shot. Yeah, I mean, giving it to the one for eleven guy just doesn't make a lot of sense, and I, 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 I feel like that's pretty basic, like thinking there. I, yeah. Just, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Boston is a team that uh, we I feel like we haven't talked a lot about this year. Um, we, we, I liked their uh, Tristan Thompson addition to sort of help with some of those bigs that they would have trouble with, but it seems like Harold was able to play super well in this game. Um, we haven't really seen, I mean, we haven't really seen them deal with those bigs. Like Embiid is definitely the one guy that like you think of when like, who's going to come in here and like really like dominate us down low. And we haven't seen that game yet, but. Um, I, th- I thought we did, right? Oh, uh, well, it was like they were in, both teams were injured. And I, 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 yeah. yeah, I think Aiden was out for both games, I think. But um, yeah, and B did have good games in those for sure. But um, uh, yeah, I think the smart the smart thing is going to loom large, um, especially if Kemba's, you know, maybe he's still hurt. He, I think he did look to like when he did come back like to start the season from his energy, from his energy, he looked a little better than I think most people were expecting, but um, maybe it still is bothering him his his knee thing. And that's, that's been, it's been a recurring theme for them. So um, certainly with Hayward too, they've always had, they've had problems with this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But to, to lose by one against that Lakers team is not, um, is not, you know, it's nothing to be upset about. I, I think that. No. I think that, that yeah, knowing that you had such a good chance to win is is the kicker. Um, and I, I think that uh, Browns Browns rise this year has been has been a little um, ignored by a lot of people. Maybe even us probably haven't talked about it as much as as much as we should have. But um, we. Yeah, he, he's he's someone who's taken a step up this year, a little similar to what Tatum was doing before the bubble last season. A li- like, less so, obviously. But, um, yeah, he if they can get those two – if they can get, like, both those guys on the, sort of the same level, that's going to be really dangerous. Because it, it, before it was always, like, Tatum's, Tatum's the 1A, Brown's the 1B. But if they're kind of, like, both, like, right there, then um, that, that's, that goes a long way. Because that, that forces the defense to, like, make decisions on – who you're really trying to stop at night. So, yeah. Um, okay, so Bradley Beal, we got some trade rumors um, in, in the 
in the mix here. We got Bradley Beal, who doesn't seem to be happy at all, but also said he doesn't want to get traded in that in this Nets game. Yeah. Um, he looked very, very like hardened level of like just standing in the corner and doing nothing. Um, and they beat the Nets anyway because they went on the 8 0 run in the last eight seconds. The Wizards did, which is. Yeah, the, the ending of that game was one of the most bizarre things that I've like, ever seen in my life. Because um, yeah. Beal like, came down and like, he Beal hit comes, a three. Beal comes down, hits a three. They steal the yeah. inbounds pass, kick it out yeah. to Westbrook, and he hits the three. So there's like and five it was seconds. Like a step back three, too. Like, it wasn't an easy three. So like, yeah. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. That the Beal Westbrook one was just won. kind of a pull up, but Westbrook is just like, all right, I'm shooting this. And it just yeah. pushes right through. Um, <laughs> like, I was expecting a brick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everyone. I think everyone yeah. Besides maybe Westbrook, but yeah, uh, yeah the, the Nets that's Nets blew the game. Um, we've seen this before. Usually, I mean, the the people. Yeah, I mean, we we point out their defensive crisis every week, but um, like usually, what happens a lot of times in the fourth quarters of these games, they just come out. They had like a. For a while, they were like 137 offensive rating in the fourth quarter with with the three stars, which is insane. Um, yeah. But, uh, or maybe maybe it was 137 points for 100, per 100 actually. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not the case. Not the case here. It didn't. It didn't lead them to win the game. Um, they. They. I mean, one forty-seven, one forty-six is an, is an insane um, total. So yeah. Well, they, they scored one forty-seven like the night before, or like in the last game, and like that yeah. was their franchise record. So they would have needed to again beat their franchise record to like get this win, which is like what? Well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we we talked, we've beaten this to the ground so many times about yeah. the Nets, but I think the the Beal part where he he just seemed so like at the beginning of the first half of this game, he seemed so like done with it, and so like over them, over their over his team, over the Wizards, and then his wife is on Twitter like saying like <laughs> like don't disrespect my hubby, like he just came out there and beat your favorite team or something. <laughs> His wife versus Rob Perez on Twitter is like an actual beef now. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> she was tweeting a lot that night. Yeah, um, and it, we didn't we didn't even talk about the LeBron shit in Atlanta last night, but uh, separate. Um, yeah, so Beal Beal comes out today and he says that he doesn't want to be traded. Which, I mean, I guess we have to take him at his word. I I, I don't know. He's made. He's said that multiple times in the last like two years, and it's kind of right. like, kind of like no one really believes you. But like, I guess if he like, I thought he's. I thought there was a report that he requested a trade, but now he like went back. Like I, I don't know what to believe anymore because like all these players will say whatever they need to say to like keep, I guess their fans happy, right? Yeah. They're not going to – yeah, like, I feel like there are very few athletes – like, unless you're really, really, really done with the situation and you know you're about to get traded, like, I don't think anybody really says, that, like, yeah, I want, like, out right now. Unless you're, like, Victor Oladipo, but, like, no one's really sure what's going on here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple of – there's been some Warriors rumors with him. There's been some um, – that's I mean, that's kind of it. But, like, there, there's been – there's been in the past there were those Nets rumors, those are gone now. But um yeah. I think the Warriors that's that's sort of a hard question. It's the the deal for them is kind of Wiseman and a pick. Um and, I don't think you go for it, right? Like I, I don't think Beal makes them a title contender. Well, like if you do that, like your roster you're basically kinda of like Nets West if you do that. Like your your yeah. roster is just kinda of, you're gonna have no defense and your roster is just gonna become all in and um, I don't see why you would do that if Curry's like not that old, and you still wouldn't have to play this year. So I, I, I mean, why make that trade? And I'm kind of, and Wiseman is someone who who really looks like he has a chance to be really good. Um, yeah, keep him for another and, and year. Minnesota pick would be amazing too. That that's that's what the that's what the deal is. So yeah, and maybe. Maybe hey, if you get down the road, and maybe you're just like, all right, we'll just leverage this Minnesota pick for something else. That's that's 
that's good. That's a piece that we want. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like you're keeping, there's so many more ways to keep your options open if you're just keeping Wiseman in the pick. Well, if you're going to make that move, like, you have to be 100% sure that you're either, like, going to make a conference final with, like, a serious chance to get to the finals or, like, you're guaranteeing yourself, like, a title, right? Like, the Nets made that deal because they thought they were guaranteeing themselves at least a final. Yeah, which they still aren't. But, um, oh. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, that Warriors thing is, there's been, I, I think we're clearly on the same side of it, but there's been a lot of, uh, discourse about that. And, uh, I, and like, I, I don't know where else I think they're smarter than that. I don't know. I, I, I think I, that's, I think so. Yeah. I think the Warriors are smarter than that. I, I don't think they're, I don't see them doing that. I just, that's, that'd be really weird. And, and, and they know, like, they're going to get Clay back next year, right? Like, I, I think. Yeah, why don't just get Clay back, see what he looks like, and if Beal is still in Washington, maybe then you do it if something else changes in the West. But, you know, I I, well, I, I know, like, the West is so stacked up top as well. Like, it still it's is. Not you're easy. not beating the Lakers with that team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you're, you're going to have no one to defend those guys. Yeah. Um, so, all right, another trade that has been in the works is J.J. Redick, um, and the Pelicans have sort of leaked out that they want to trade him to a Northeastern team, which means <laughs> the Nets, Sixers, or Celtics. Um, my opinion on the Nets is I have no idea why, why they would do this and get even worse on defense. That is not what they need. Because um, they want to score 160. And give up 170. Like, I, I don't <laughs> – <laughs> that would just, just pushing the boundary of like what you can do. I, I don't <laughs> like if that uh, were to happen, I really, I really just like question like who, what the GM is thinking at that point. Cause I, I, I don't get that at all. I also, th- I also yeah. think it would hurt Philly a lot if they did it. Cause he's just not, they have this, they have the shooting. They did it. They got yeah. the shooting. They don't need, they don't, like the, their defense and offense are both at a good level. You don't need to sack. Your offense is not going to get that much better from a 36 year old or however the, however the fuck old he is, JJ Reddick running around. Well, you already have like Corkmaw's off the bench too that like does a lot of the same stuff. I don't really. Yeah. yeah. The Celtics makes a little bit more sense. Celtics, I could see going for it. Yeah. That, like they, that yeah. I'm fine with. Because I think, yeah. I mean, he. They have a lot of good, like, wing defenders, and, like, he's yeah. someone who Stevens would have a lot of fun with, like, drawing stuff oh, up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a better match. But And, and you can years. play him at times with Marcus Smart, too, and get away with it. Yeah, the, the, the Nets definitely don't have that option, and yep. the Sixers really don't either. Um, and I think, I think, I think I'd, be pretty, I'd be pretty upset if the Sixers did that, just um, – even even yeah. being a fan, like I don't even know who we're getting back in that scenario, but I, I don't I don't really understand the thinking. Right, like I, I don't think it's worth giving up. Like I, I'd assume it would be like Maxi. Maybe I don't know. Is this worth a Maxi? Like, like I feel like Maxi right now is better than JJ Reddick. Like I, I don't. I, yeah, like I don't know what Reddick's value is right now. I feel like it's, <laughs> for some reason it's high. I don't know why. Like, right. I, but like I feel like it should be like a second rounder. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it seems like he can Maybe really a low first. He can only really do one thing. He can't guard anyone. And he, <laughs> when he's shooting, he's either catch and shoot or having to run him through like four screens to get him open. He's not as fast as he used to be. Either, yeah. so, um I, I don't really understand the, the So like he has to go to a team that like really, really needs shooting right now. Yeah. And like the only team like that. Not yeah, many of like, those. Right. Like it's like Boston and like maybe Toronto. Maybe. Yeah. Off the bench. Him on Toronto just seems weird. I don't like Yeah. But like Nars would also have fun with him. So like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, God, um, the Heat have found maybe a new Duncan Robinson, which should scare the shit out of every other fan of the Eastern Conference contenders here. Um, How do they keep doing it? Yeah, his name is Max Struss, and he came out versus Charlotte last night. They lost the game, but he he shot uh, hit five threes in the first half. I have no idea who this guy is. I feel I feel like I feel like I. Generally, I know, like, if you were to give me, like, I don't know, how many NBA players are there? Probably, like, probably, like yeah, like, yeah. Know. if you're going 13 for 30 teams, there's, like, 
That's quick. 390. So I feel like if you gave me a list of all the NBA players, I could probably name like 350 of them. I would be like, oh, I know who that is. And I've like seen him play. And this is yeah. not someone that I would that I would have known before yesterday. So no I, he, I don't know where the fuck they found this guy. I'm going to look it up right now. But, <laughs> um, He's from like DePaul or something? This is not even a name I had ever like seen like mentioned. Yeah, he's from DePaul. Okay, so he's from he, DePaul, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Sioux Falls Skyfort of the G League. I yeah. I've never heard this guy being mentioned in like because like they do like okay like G League like this guy's tearing it up in the G League or something like that. I haven't. I that's haven't a, seen that. That's what Maybe I'm not on the right channel. I'm, I'm just I, I'm just. I'm impressed that they were able to find this guy. Um, yeah. And, uh, he's, they're gonna, they might need his help because they, they lost the Hornets and the season is so short. Even though the East, the East, like you can get back into the East playoff race pretty easily, but they're, you know, they're, they're 13th in the East right now. So if they're looking to get a top four seed, it's going to be really fucking hard. Um, yeah, you got to go now. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got to figure out something. I, I think the return, Jimmy is going to get on these guys and, help the intensity factor but um yeah yeah it's go time for them i'm sure we'll talk about it more in a um later episode but um when they inevitably start winning a yes. little bit more yeah I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> um all right gambling corner um another three and a week for me that's pretty good yeah, it is pretty good. Um, <laughs> so I did. Uh, I'm, I'm, the key is to be conservative. Actually, I'm finding <laughs> not surprising, but uh, the, really yeah, uh, Pacers. I took pay, Pacers. If you're looking to make money, just take the Pacers, man. They're they're literally like they're so undervalued in all of these games. Um, they they're only a <laughs> minus two favorite over the Hornets, and that was when that was with Sabonis being questionable all day. And once they announced he was playing. Um, they 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 didn't change the line, and they were still minus two, and they won by like twenty. So I I just I, I I that was just one that I like looked at all day, and I was like, why are they not changing this? So I hopped on that pretty early. That hit pretty easily. I took the Warriors minus eight and a half of the Wolves. They won by eleven. That was a bit of a sweat. I actually didn't even stay up till the end of that game. I went to bed and I just woke up. It just happened to cover. I was, I was happy about it, but um, I, I don't really have a lot of analysis. That's like the best feeling to wake up to, though. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then last night I did a teaser with the Lakers tease to minus three versus the Hawks, and the Bucks tease to minus five and a half versus the Blazers. Super close on the Lakers side because LeBron and AD were kind of coasting, which was my fear. But they, they were able to pull it out in the end. Um, and then the Bucks destroyed the Blazers. So um, yeah, I'm I'm back to above five hundred on the NBA this year. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I continue to lose money. I only put one bet. <laughs> Dude, I put one bet at the start of the week, and it just killed my mood. If I did the Clippers-Hawks game from, like, I think the day that we recorded the podcast, mm-hmm. so it must have been, like, Monday last week, mm-hmm. and I banked, I banked on Trey Young missing that game. He played in that game. He had 38 in the Hawks because this was – without Paul George and uh, without uh, Kawhi. And the Clippers are losing by nine. That's, that's crushed me. That really, really crushed me. I, I really thought Trey Young would not play. Um, and, and without Trey, I don't know. This, uh, this Hawks team like is not that great because uh, they don't have a ton of guys that can really create on their own right now. Um, even John Collins, like he's not a great creator. I don't think John Collins could lead the Hawks over the Clippers by oh, himself. Every, no, everything runs um, through Trey, and Trey yeah. pops, and he'll get his three throws and his three. Yeah, he got eleven of them. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So that was killer. Um, I haven't done anything else. I uh, will maybe put something on today. I haven't had a chance to look through it today. I'm not really liking the slate today. I got. I got to be honest. Um, the the that Nets Clippers game. If you want to just pick a side, it would be be fun to just bet the Clippers and yeah. But I maybe maybe you tease that Jazz. The Jazz are minus twelve against the Pistons. Maybe you tease that um, with 
some other game. I just don't know what that other game is. I think I think Grizzlies Pacers is the stay away of the century. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen in that game. Um. Yeah, you could tease. The, okay. Yeah. Even even this is kind of ridiculous. You could only tease the Jazz. For me, you could tease the Jazz four points to minus eight, and then do like Raptors minus ten. Uh. You mean Magic plus 10? Well, I don't know. But the Magic are not that good now, right? They're not. Maybe you do, maybe you do Celtics. They've not been like, very good. Like Celtics plus one. I don't know. I Like I said, I don't really like – I'm probably not going to put any bets on the NBA today. I don't really – Yeah, it's <laughs> not a fun day. Yeah, I mean, I'll check the injury reports and stuff to see, like, who's playing for Boston. If everybody's playing for Boston, even except for Marcus Smart, I think that one's tough to, to bet on. Mm-hmm. Um, I might go Celtics there, but that's risky. Uh, I like Jazz, but, like, negative 12 is a lot. 12 is, um, 12 is insane. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I couldn't do that comfortably. I they might cover and like they like I think you mentioned that they've been a good team in terms of covering. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Twelve is like getting to that like iffy territory where it's like unless it's like the Lakers or like Milwaukee, maybe the Clippers. Like I don't know. Um, Portland, yeah. The Blazers, Blizzards game is, is sort of a toss up. Um, that's gonna be a lot of scoring, but. I don't know. I might take the over on that game, but the over on that game is already really high too. So. What's what, what that? Uh, 241. Oh my God. Okay. So that, yeah, so that's like 120 to 121, something like Yeah. You could do, uh, here's a prop that's interesting. You could do um, Harden to have 17, or you could do either 16 and a half over or 17 or more rebounds and assists tonight. That's um, good. It's minus one seventy. I feel like that's pretty. That's yeah. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do. I'm probably just gonna do that. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'll have wins and losses to report next week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up a little longer one. But um, we will be back hopefully with some wins from the Heat and hopefully with some more losses from the from the Nets that we can make fun of.